wonderful, strong church in the Every Nation family. And they're a real blessing, as I said earlier on, to the Every Nation world. I got to know Eric uh, many years ago. And since then and now, one thing that's consistent about him is calling the Every Nation world to pray. And uh, thank you for doing that. Thank you, Eric and, uh, and Uba. And I want you to please be free to minister what you sense God is telling you. We're not going to stick to very strict protocol. We've got some coffee out there. So when you're finished, we're going to have some coffee. Then we'll come back and activate the, our, our prayer. Thank you so much. I think you've got a... It's on. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Wow, you guys look so warm, <laughs> warmly dressed. And uh, thank you so much, Dave and uh, Jill, for having us here. We're so delighted to be here with you. To be, it's a privilege to be part of what God is doing here. Amen. And uh, Jackie, also thank you for hosting us. And, um, and the eldership, we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We do not take this lightly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Um, so, yeah, we're just really believing God that even you know, something that happened this weekend, um, not just in this congregation, but in the city. Let's believe God for the city. Do you have faith for the city? So let's trust God that God will do something significant here that will cause a shift in the city spiritually. Amen? Yeah. So this church is, 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 has got a very powerful calling to this city. And um, the name City Church, I believe, is divinely ordained. And um, it speaks to your purpose in this city. All right, so um, um, it cannot always be church as usual. Do you get my point? Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna take territory, you need to know that there is contention. All right. So and you need to be ready, ready for that. And, um, yeah. So we're just here to help in our little way. <laughs> Let's just, let's just pray. Come on. Father, we thank you tonight. Glorify your name. What an honor, what a privilege to be part of what you're doing, even in this time, in this end time. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord God, for your calling. And Lord God, I just ask right now that there will be a release from heaven over this house and over this city. Let your kingdom come. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord my God, Lord my God, let every other kingdom bow to the kingdom of God. Let the authority of heaven be released right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I stand here as a king and as a priest before you to bring in 
your government over this city and over this house. Lord my God, let every resistance be crushed with brutal force in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, yield your tongue to him right now. Let the mysteries begin to flow. Maninde de gedo, maninde de gedo, gadi be dus, dus adebe, dus adei be dei, gedus, keneme nustus, libra dei, gedi be di, zende de bi, sundaraba, monda da badi, monda da badi, kelimbrada, sikaba, lemende ketus, keneminga dus, keneme nus, kudos kete badus. Empeketus kutos kenemenusta. Imbradeke dokos kenemenus kedebedus. Manemenundo robus tekete kedeke dos kenemenustu sukabada. Brinde debe dudabadi dege gadagadus kete. Protesis kete keskuna manustu. Lubrodus. Menemendo kosukaba. Brudebe Yeneme Ninge de Betus Kudaba Zidebe Dus Keneme Nus Kudaba di Kete Bradi Kete Maninde de Bedus Maninde de Bedus Tuka Sukabadi Maninda Kadika Dukus Keneme Sudaba Brede de Bedus Keneme Nus to Sukabadi de Zuka baba 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 baba. Lene me toda ba. Lene me nus kotokos kene me nus. Bos kene me suka ba. Bradike tos kene me. Mola bradike te ketos kene me nus tu suka ba. Brida badu suka ba. Brida badu suka badi. Brida badu suka badi. Brida badu suka badi. Manene ke do ka di ke de ke de ke de ke do ka di ke do ka di ke do no ka di ke do ka di ke do ka di ke do sendege dos kenemenos to sukabadu limbo dos kenemenos to konde de bezudo buste maninde ge dos kanomosto imbrados kenemesurobosto kerebedurobostenemenosto. Krodos kenemenosto, Holy Spirit kenemisto, improtos kenemesuraba, kolobro lelebe gedebis keneme, goskonomuste bradus keneme, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, I thank you. I declare the oracles of God. Oh, my God. In the name of Jesus, I bless your name. Give you praise. I subdue every power. I bring every soul under the Lordship of Jesus right now. Thank you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Wonderful. Are you ready to pray tonight? Yes, we're going to have some time to pray, but just share a few, a few thoughts, a few words. You know, we are called to live a supernatural life. And if you're going to live a supernatural life, you have to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot live a supernatural life using natural means. How many people know that? <laughs> yes. So if you want to live a natural life, it's fine. It's a choice you make. But then if you want to go beyond the natural, if you want to live a supernatural life, then you have to follow what the Bible teaches, okay? And it doesn't matter what your tradition teaches. It doesn't matter what your culture teaches. It doesn't matter what your education has taught you, all right? As great as education is, it is grossly limited when it comes to operating in the spirit. So if you want to operate in the spirit, and I suspect that you want to. So I'm speaking with the assumption that you want to operate in the spirit. Is it safe to assume that? Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm speaking with the assumption that you want to operate in the spirit. Then you need to know, you need to understand that one of the big enemies of operating in the spirit is the natural mind. natural mind. It is, let's look at 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. All right. Verse 9, let's start from verse 9. It say, verse 9 says, but as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. How many people love God here? So there is something prepared for you. There are things prepared and kept for you. They are not hidden from you, but they are hidden for you. Okay? So God hides things, not from you, but for you. But there is a way to access them. All right? So one of the, one of the advantages of developing and maintaining a lifestyle of prayer is that when you build that lifestyle, 
it gives you access to the things that were hidden for you. You see? Yeah. So there are things hidden for you that you cannot find in any library anywhere. There's no amount of research that can bring those things to you because they are not in the natural realm. So that's why it says, it says, I has not seen. So in other words, no human eye has seen. Okay? And then he says, no ear heard. No human ear has heard. All right? It says, no have entered into the heart of man. It has not even come into the heart of man. No human has been able to think it. So, if you go into human archive to try to find what has been hidden for you, you will not find it. You will not find it. Now, there are some things that have been hidden in the human archive, right? But there are some things that are not. So, people that don't cultivate a lifestyle of prayer and don't cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit will always miss the things that have been hidden for them. When they get to heaven, they will see them, but then it will be late. Yeah, because what you are supposed to have enjoyed on earth, you now get to heaven and you see that you've been without for an entire lifetime. And that's why the Bible says that Jesus will wipe away all tears. <laughs> because people will look back and say, but why did I deprive myself of this? And they will be weeping. And Jesus will say, sorry, it's okay, you're here now. You missed out. But it's okay. So if you want to minimize what you miss out, go beyond your natural orientation. And then flow with the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit because he knows where all those things are. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. It says there are things that God has prepared for those who love him. If you love him, things have been prepared for you. But look at what it says in verse, verse 10. It says, but God has revealed them to us through His spirit, yes. For the spirit searches all things. Huh? Does the spirit search the archives of man? Is that what he says there? No. He searches all things, the deep things of God. So when you're praying in tongues, one of the things that happens is that as you're praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is searching. 
And then as you're praying, you're praying, boom, something just hits your mind. And you're like, whew, I never thought of that. Where's that from? <laughs> the Holy Spirit has just brought something from that dimension into your mind. So if you have to always figure things out without the Holy Spirit, I mean, you will go far, but not far enough. You can achieve things, but not enough. <laughs> you will always fall short. You'll always fall short, you see. But I don't want to fall short. You know, I don't. So because of that, I want to make sure my best friend is the Holy Spirit so that he keeps telling me things. He just says, for your information, this is it between you and I. Don't you have friends that you share things with like that? You say, no, this is just between us. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Although I don't know if they can contain it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but the Holy Spirit, this is, he's a person just like you and I. He's, he's a person, he has feelings, he has emotions, he has his own mindset, he has you know, he has his own, uh, what he loves, what he doesn't, just like you. Or you are just like him. You see? Yeah. But there are things that only he can unlock. Only he can unlock. It says, for what man knows the things of a man? Except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. All right? Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Come on. Somebody say, things have been freely given to me by God. I will know those things by the spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to help you to know things. Know things. You can know things about your children. You can know things about your business. You can know things about the city. You can know things about the church. You can know things about your neighbor. You can know things. Yeah. You can know things. Yeah. So, Let's skip to verse 14. Look at verse 14. It says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? They are foolishness to him. Mm. Hmm. Can you imagine the things of God being foolish to somebody? You know that tongues is foolish to some man. Doesn't make sense. It's like, how can it just be? And you don't understand what you're saying. No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does not make sense to a natural man. 
And it's not supposed to make sense to a natural man. You have to educate your mind to follow the spirit. You don't educate your spirit to follow your mind. That's going backward. Are you following me? Yes. So, we want to walk in the supernatural. We want to see great things, miracles. This year is the year of miracles. And many miracles have been happening. We've been seeing miracles. And I know you've been seeing miracles as well. But how many people wanted to grow to another level? Miracles popping like popcorn. How about that? Yes. Pop, 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 pop. Then we start losing count. Yeah. This man say, oh, I have a testimony. Oh, and I have my own testimony. I have a, and you're struggling. How many would we take today? Ah. We, okay, we'll just make room for 10 today. <laughs> yeah. There is a place in God. I'm telling you. There's a place in God. It will not come by our human programming. Just sit down, figure it out. Okay, I think if we go like this, we'll no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit. So the things of God don't make sense to the natural man. Do you know that one of the biggest challenges we have as a generation one of the biggest challenges we have is our orientation, our training, <laughs> our intellect. It's a blessing, but it can be a curse. The mind given to you is a gift from God. But How the mind is trained can be limiting. You see? Yeah. That's why you need to renew the mind. You need to renew the mind. The, the, the mind is set in a particular way. So your limitation is set by your mind. Do you understand? Yeah. It's set by your mind. So that's why sometimes people, of, people love Jesus, but they cannot experience all that Jesus has for them. Not because Jesus doesn't love them. And not because Jesus hasn't made it available, but their mind is causing them to struggle to receive the things of God. The natural man. Okay? This natural man Verse 14 is key. You want to make sure that you train your mind. You have to train your mind to flow with God. Okay? Give God permission to, to blow your mind. Come on. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, feel free to blow my mind. Do what is beyond my understanding. Don't restrict him to your understanding. You know what it means to restrict the almighty El Shaddai, Breasty One, El Elyon to your understanding. 
Oh my goodness. That's like taking you and limiting you to the understanding of the ant. Try to figure that out. As little as the ant is, you with all your intelligence now being restricted to the ant's understanding. I don't even know if ants have understanding. <laughs> but just try to picture that. So that's what happens when we try to limit God to our understanding. We're trying to bring him down to this level. They say, no, okay, but how, how can this be that God will do this? No, 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 no. Be like Mary that says, let it be unto me according to your word. Might not make sense. I've never heard of a virgin conceived before. But since you said it, and biologically it doesn't make sense, all right? But because you said it, let it be. Hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of mind we need. That's the kind of mind we need to walk with God. Otherwise, you will always be, you, you will be blocked all the time. Because the, the enemy has access to the natural mind. He has access to the natural mind. It's the natural mind that he uses to build unbelief. You see, unbelief is a terrible thing. God hates unbelief. Unbelief is 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 different. It's, it's different from doubt. Okay, doubt has to do with maybe lack of information, lack of knowledge. You don't have the word, so you can't have faith, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if you don't have faith, it's because you don't have the word. But you know what unbelief is? Unbelief is intentional refusal to believe in the face of evidence. Yeah. And that's what this generation, that's, that's how we have been programmed as a generation to not believe the things of the spirit. Even when we can see a miracle, we want to rationalize it and say, well, it's just, you know, I mean, is this a natural process of what? <laughs> like somebody, uh, one day I'll, I'll share a testimony. Some years ago, this this guy, you know, um, we were blessed. Somebody somebody gave us a car. So I was just saying, I said, wow, look at, you know, look at what God is doing and all of that. I say, yeah, it's because you're a pastor. I was shocked. I said, oh. I was given a car because I'm a pastor. How many pastors do you know that are giving cars? It, it, you, you, you can't say that that's the reason. Why can't you give glory to God? Why can't you give glory to God? Why do you try to rationalize this and then minimize it and bring it down to just a natural process? It's the, God did something. Give him glory. 
Stop looking for excuses to rob God of his glory. What kind of mindset is that? That's the evil heart of unbelief. But you see, it's the programming of this world that has entered into the church and is limiting the power of God. And then we now say God is not working. What a lie. If we start taking testimonies now, I'm sure there are going to be so many testimonies what God has done. But you know, in the midst of all of that, somebody can stand here and say no. But that's not a miracle. Somebody said to me, if you will prove to me, show me a miracle, I'll believe in God. I said, you've chosen not to believe. Keep keep your own belief. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) What, what, why, Why should I convince you? I don't need to convince you. You've made a choice. Not to believe God. Because when we tell you about miracles, you say, well, it's, it's scientifically, this doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't have to make sense. That's why it's called a miracle. A miracle is a temporary suspension of the normal course of nature by divine intervention. So when God steps in, he's, he, he, he suspends the normal course of events. That's what miracles do. So, we need to expect that. That's what we're praying for. But we need to be careful that our minds don't hinder us from experiencing God, from seeing God. That's why Jesus said we need to be converted and become like a little child. The little child does not argue. They just believe. So pure. So pure, they just believe. But some of us are too educated to believe God. Well, not in this house. (laughs) Next door somewhere. I don't know, somewhere around. But not here. But I'm just speaking about our generation. So we are swimming against the tides. There's unbelief. So you are going against that. And you need to be aware that this is part of the war. Okay? Because we don't just want to pray for praying sake. We don't want to just pray religious prayers. We want to pray result-oriented prayer. We want to see more results, but then we have to work on our faith. We have to make sure we crush unbelief. Hallelujah. I choose to believe. No matter what. No matter what, God is faithful. Let God be true and every man a liar. I believe God. It shall be unto me according to his word. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not make it good? That's what the Bible says. If he has spoken, you can take it to the bank. Well, you you get what I'm saying. Because when you go to the bank, They'll say, hmm, yeah, but I'm telling you, miracles happen when we start abandoning some of the programming 
You know, not just some, all of the programming of the world, the worldly system, the worldly way of thinking that has crept into the church and now everything has to be rational. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Because we're praying for miracles. We've been praying like, I mean, for miracles like, <laughs> I mean, every day, really, we've been praying and saying, Lord, let miracles increase in our movement. Let miracles increase in our region. We want to see miracles. All our churches must be miracle centers. All our campuses, miracles. We want to see miracles in all our small groups. We want to see miracles in all our homes. We want to see miracles in our offices, in the marketplace. We want to see miracles of all sorts. Every kind of miracle we want to see. So we're praying and trusting God for that. And then some people, you know, are just trying to be rational. should not sin against God by embracing unbelief instead of embracing faith. The main reason why the Israelites didn't get into the promised land, the Bible says because of their unbelief. Their unbelief. So they saw miracles from Egypt God started showing miracles. I mean, 10 plagues they've never seen before. Never in history. Okay? For the first time, God delivered a whole nation from another nation. And then judged that nation. And the slightest resistance they face, they start grumbling. They immediately forget. So that's the heart of unbelief. The heart of unbelief forgets all the previous miracles. Quickly forgets what God did in the past. It's an evil heart. Jesus calls it an evil heart of unbelief. So we need to Come against that. We need to pray and say, no. Not on our watch. We refuse to embrace the spirit of this age that is trying to kill the miracle power of God in the church. So we open our minds to the spirit of God. Amen? Yeah. We want to see the spirit of God move. So, oh, well, but I tried this and it didn't work. Hello? When you were walking as a child, was there a time you fell? When you were beginning, when you were learning to walk? Now, when you fell, did you stop trying? You continued. When you were learning to ride the bicycle, did you fall? Well, some of you were too careful to fall. Some of you, <laughs> but you, you <laughs> yeah, but you didn't stop. 
But you see, when it comes to natural things, we make provision. Do you get my point? When it comes to natural things, we make provision. We put in the effort. We make mistakes, we start again. You know, we're trying to do this, we make a mistake, you start again. You do it again, you do it again. Then when it comes to spiritual things, you don't want to have the same tenacity. You don't want to have the same persistence. You want to be lazy. Hmm? Why? Why? Where did we get that from? Let's repent. Hallelujah. And say, yes, I'm going to get it this time. Hallelujah. I prayed for, for the sick and they died. Let's look for the next sick person to pray for. Hallelujah. Amen. I tried to raise the dead. It didn't work. Look for the next dead person. That's it. So you, 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 you need to switch your mind and start thinking like a child. Stop thinking like an expert. You don't, you're not an expert in these things. So you're a child now. Say, Lord, I'm just a baby now. Help me. I don't know this. But I'm just following you. Teach me. That's the kind of heart you want. Amen? Instead of saying, oh, well, Professor, this said this, and this one said this, and uh, this commentary said this, and this, <coughs> and then, you know, it says, no, that's not, it's not possible today because of this. Stop, stop feeding your mind with those kind of things. Feed your mind with the word of God. All right? Read what Jesus did. For some time. You need to walk away from some places sometimes. Just so that you can maintain your faith. Yeah. You can maintain a, a, a heart of faith. You need to walk away sometimes from a certain group and say, no, 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 no. Stop, stop absorbing everything. Not everything is good for your spirit. Not everything is good for your faith. There are some things that will kill your faith. They'll make you to start questioning God. Don't. Let me show you something. We're going we're gonna to pray in a moment. Uh, in, uh, let's look at Mark. A very interesting miracle here. Mark chapter 8. I was told to be at home, so I'm at home. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel at home. Mark chapter 8, reading from verse 22. Look at that. It says, Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch him. So Jesus took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. Hello? Jesus, what are you doing? And when he had spit in, on his eyes and put hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again 
and made him look up. And he was restored and saw, saw everyone clearly. Now look at what Jesus said. Then he sent him away to his house saying, notice the instruction, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. What a strange miracle. The they almighty Jesus <laughs> with all the power the one on whom John says he had the spirit without measure. He had all the anointing that you can need in this world. He had it, right? The most anointed person, the anointed one, in fact. They brought this blind man to him and begged him to heal the guy. You know that Jesus had the power to just say, open it. But he didn't. Why? Jesus is also being led by the Spirit. You see? He wasn't following formula. No, 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 no. The Spirit says, no, this one is different. Take him out. Out of town. The unbelief in this town will not allow this miracle to happen. Take him out of town and minister to him. You see, so Jesus holds the blind man and walks, we don't know how far, out of town, takes him out of town, and then spits into his eyes. <laughs> I mean, imagine, if Jesus had done that in the town, they probably would have stoned him. Takes him out of town, spits in his eyes. How do you, what do you see? And he said, I see men like trees. Oh. Jesus didn't say, oh, this thing doesn't work. <laughs> huh? He didn't say that. This thing, does, this miracle thing, ah. Yeah, I guess today is not a miracle day. You know, rationalize. The rational mind would have come up with this very smart, intelligent explanation. With a kind of very good theological backing of why this miracle didn't happen. Why this man is seeing men like trees. You know, yeah. There will be a complete dissertation on, on seeing men like trees. Very elaborate academic presentation backed by serious scholarly research that defends the possibility of seeing men like trees. It's amazing, the mind of man. No limits. It just goes anywhere. That's why it needs to be brought under lordship. Otherwise, it goes crazy. It goes wild. It goes to places that you'll be shocked. What are you doing there? <laughs> no. You must keep your 
mind under control. Renew it by the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Jesus, the man says, I see men like trees. Jesus says, okay. And then Jesus ministers to him again. And now he's seeing men like men. <laughs> Joe, he was probably seeing people upside down. <laughs> and Jesus says, no. Ministers to him again. And now he's seeing men like men. And Jesus says, go to your house. Don't go and visit any uncle. Don't go and... <laughs> Don't go and announce to anybody. Don't tell anybody. Go home. Don't go into the town. Leave the town. You, you don't belong here. Go to your home. Go to your town. Or your home, right? Don't even tell anybody in this town. Because the unbelief there can neutralize your miracle. It can give you reason. To discard your miracle. And that reason will make sense. It will make sense. Haven't you noticed that people that do dumb things, they, they have a sensible way of explaining them. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Really amazing. How creative the mind can be. It will talk you out of believing God. It will talk you out of trusting God. It will talk you out of expecting God. Yeah. Well, you know, we've never heard of this like that. Mm. I've done extensive research on this matter. No, quote all. The scholars, some of the scholars you read, you know, I mean, bless their heart, but they just wrote according to the revelation they had. Now God has moved and is now manifesting in ways that they didn't expect. So if you're stuck in the 17th century and now in the 21st, huh? And God is now beginning to unveil things. The things that were hidden for you are now being uncovered. And then you are stuck in the 17th century. Come on, right? I mean, you even know when you go to university, by the time you finish studying computer science, you find that all your textbooks, everything is obsolete. Right? Every six months, you need an upgrade. <laughs> is that not true? So why do you think that the Holy Spirit is stagnant? Not just... It's not a monument. It's not a monument. All right? Does this challenge your thinking? Does it challenge your paradigm? It's okay to be challenged. Okay? Don't worship your mind. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And that's the way you can, if you can deal with that, it will help you to walk in the supernatural. It will help you to trust God. I mean, she can tell you her testimony of flying without, you know. <laughs> I mean, we, we have so many testimonies. Things that don't make sense, but they happen. How do you explain that? God says, go to a particular place, and you don't have the money to go, but you know you should go. And then you go to the airport. You don't have a ticket, but you want to board. Naturally, it does not make sense. But can you believe God to that point? May the Lord help us. Lord, remove every limitation. Whatever it is that has hindered our ability to believe you, to trust you, maybe because of our experiences in the past, because sometimes the enemy uses our experiences to coach us into unbelief. Sometimes he uses your disappointments to coach you into unbelief. Sometimes he uses your failures to coach you into unbelief. Lord, we break that right now. In the name of Jesus, we break that right now. Sometimes he uses your mistakes to coach you into unbelief. Lord, I break that right now. In the name of Jesus. Doesn't matter what the past looks like. The future is bright. It's so bright that we need sunglasses. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I give you my mind. I surrender my mind to you right now. Take it, Lord. Use it for your glory. Stretch it. Help me to walk in the supernatural naturally. I receive by faith the mind of Christ right now. The mind of Christ is mine. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you. We'll break for a cup of coffee now. And the